0: Our three-day core challenge is open now for you to join in. Sign up and you'll get direct access to daily core-focused classes. Yes, and they're both Pilates and yoga. Mm -hmm. And they're really short, literally less than 10 minutes. Exactly. So if you think you don't have time to work out, you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) you do because these are online on demand you can do them from the comfort of wherever you are whenever you want so come and join us for our three-day core challenge head over to Merrymakersisters.com forward slash core dash challenge and sign up this is episode 282 on the get married podcast and we are so excited to be here with you today If you didn't catch last week's episode, make sure you do tune in. It was all about Bridgerton. It was a lot of fun, but that's not what we're talking about this week, unfortunately. No, I'm kidding. We have a great topic for the week. (laughs) We do. We do. We are talking about pivoting or changing your direction. And I mean, this can be really in any area of life. I guess like what we personally can relate to, I mean, gosh, we've had many pivots in both <laughs> our lives actually, like in all areas, in business, in, in career, in relationships, uh, I guess even in location, when mm. you move places, uh, in dreams as well, like you let go of dreams and you pivot your dream. Mm. <laughs> so really it can happen in every single aspect. Uh, and But sometimes we kind of think we – can't change direction we might feel a bit stuck we might feel like we are here on this path and we must stay on this path yeah or like we spent so much time building this up like why on earth would we make a change like Things are going really good right now. Like, it would be silly if we made a change. Or maybe they're going really bad, but it's like you've dedicated so much time, so much energy, Mm. you just cannot let go. You can't change direction, even though it probably is in your best interest to make that pivot. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, I can think of so many examples, like people studying for years and years and years and thinking, well, what a waste of 10 years if I don't do anything with that degree or those 10 degrees that I got. Uh, But really... There is no wrong time to make a pivot. Yeah, and I I never see anything as a waste of time because, as we always say, I mean, how many times do I say this? I feel like I say it at least once a week to someone. You know, everything that we've done in our lives is leading us exactly to where we're meant to be. Yes. Like, it all is getting us to where we're going. Yeah, all Uh, was as it should be. Yeah. So sometimes when we look at what we've done previously, we can think, "Well, I've done all of this. Like, then I, that means I have to do this, even though my heart really wants to do something else." Oh my! Actually, maybe the doing of all the things prior were leading you to following your heart. Yeah, and not following the path that you thought you were going to follow. Yeah. Well, I think you know this is where really that's the answer, isn't it? to follow your heart mm. more than your mind your bliss. follow your bliss follow your heart follow what you truly want to do not what you think you should be doing mm. and more than likely you know we grow up and maybe we be- we begin following our heart maybe that's a child's intuition mm. like listen to your heart uh, you just do that naturally, but then you start getting told what to do from parents, from teachers, from other adults, from society, from TV, from media, and you begin to lose that connection to your heart. You begin to the voice of the heart gets quieter, and for often for so many of us, I mean, me or included, it's loud it's, and we just don't listen. Yeah, we ignore it, but it's loud. It's loud, but we don't suppress, suppress. Say. Or we cover it up with everything yeah. else. Or we think, oh, that's just silly. It's like, why would I even let myself <laughs> think that for a minute? That's just silly. It's a silly little idea. Uh, yeah, so let's talk about the pivots that we can recall. And, I mean, I want to start, like, way back. <laughs> way, way back. Way back in the past. I mean, a really big pivot for us was quitting swimming. I think that was a big pivot. <sighs> well, I did it first, remember? Yeah. I quit. You quit. And then I quit. Like it was such a big part of our lives. Yeah, I feel like because did you know, I quit at the end of year ten or like uh, maybe a little a bit, bit before. before? It was a big decision. Mm. I mean, we were we swam for so many days of a week for so many years. It was a major part of our lives. And you know, when you have such a big thing in your life, it it makes part of your identity. Oh. Yeah, I'm a swimmer. I yeah. swim. Yes, and then when we quit. I just remember having so much time. <laughs> I was like Like what do we do now? And I always wanted to go out for afternoon tea. <laughs> Life is great now. I get to have all the milkshakes and donuts. Oh, you're hilarious. <laughs> Actually it was freons back then. You're I'm hilarious. Obsessed with you are hilarious. And Diet Coke probably. No, it was uh, milkshake. Oh okay, still <laughs> the milkshake. I think I was obsessed with Diet Coke. Yes. Uh well, I think then, we, yeah, I guess then you replace it with something else generally. Mm. I think, you know, the gym. for us, my quitting of swimming was like my heart wasn't in the swimming yeah. anymore. So I was tuning into my heart and that's why I quit. It wasn't like I'm pivoting to start something else. Yeah. It was pivoting because I don't want to do this anymore. And I think that's a really great lesson and I know Liz Gilbert says something along the lines of, you know, sometimes we don't know what we want, but we know what we don't want. Yes, and I love And that's that. just as important My. as what we want because when we realize that we don't want something and we actually stop doing the thing that we don't want anymore, we stop whatever it is, then it'll create more space to allow for what could be. See, that's a magical thing. So it's like if you're one of those people who is like, I'm waiting for something to come knocking. I'm waiting for the thing Mm -hmm. I want to do. I'm just going to keep doing this thing that I don't really want to do because I – Know that my thing is coming. Yes. Sometimes it's like we got to take that leap. We got to say no to the thing we don't want to allow for the thing that we do want to appear that we don't even know what the yeah. yeah. But I think it's like have the faith that it will appear when yes. we allow the space exactly. So that's a really really good lesson. Uh, I think the next pivot like that I can recall. I mean, you moved to the Gold Coast when you were eighteen. I feel like that was pivot of movement. That was like more like. Because it wasn't, it wasn't like, it was like I just needed to get out of home. It was, it more, was like, more like I want to go on a little adventure. And I think it was you didn't know what you wanted to do. Yeah. I needed to go I need so I mm. knew I needed to make a change. Yes. I didn't know what it was going to look like. Like, you know, I can look back in hindsight. I should have gone and traveled around Europe like every <laughs> other human did. No, I just moved to the Gold Coast and partied at Surface Paradise. <laughs> and it was look really, where you uh, ended up at, at the Gold Coast, <laughs> not partying in Surface Paradise. How funny. Like, how did I end up back here? What the heck? It was meant to be a part of my life, yeah, it's obviously. Super strange. It's strange. weird. Funny. Okay. So then we both, <laughs> you, you studied events at TAFE. I studied public relations. I even think that's a decision oh, not gosh. based on like what we should have done. I feel like, you know, we both got our, we both did our studies to get into university, yeah. but we both, like, no, we don't want to do that. I just followed you, to be honest. I, yeah, I feel like sometimes you did that. I quite. was like, well, Emma went to TAFE. I'm going to go to TAFE. See, I I can't re- – in my heart I was just like I really don't want to go to uni. It just didn't feel right for me. And then when I did the talk to Sue yeah. who was working in TAFE, who's also a Marybody member uh, now, and also your one of your best friend, primary school best friends' mum, I remember we went for this walk and it was like – she just chatted to me. It wasn't like pressuring or anything. She wasn't selling me CIT mm. or Tafe. It was like just telling me about it, and it sounded so much more for me because it was more like doing. It yeah. was more it was more like we're going to connect you to the people where you can get a job yeah. whereas I saw uni as this thing like stuck in a classroom getting lectured doing yeah. essays and I was like that's not Emma that's not me yeah and I'm actually really glad I didn't go to uni as well because I I did end up going to uni after tape to so get a yeah. degree and I really didn't love it like I know that there would have been a difference in starting uni True. with like everyone else and going to all the uni parties like i'm i feel like you know that could have been something that would have been really fun yeah but that's not the purpose of uni no i know it's like yeah okay the social life great the partying great you know what i had great social life and partying without uni yeah like you're young no it's true if you want to be social it's very easy to be social i still went to the uni parties yeah so i think that was i feel like there could have been like Obviously people had fun at uni doing that but I agree I don't think uni suited me I didn't I don't love lectures I don't love no. aca- like academia we I wanted love... real life Yeah I wanted to get stuck into the doing I wanted to literally get a job Yeah I was like okay get me set up and that was when before I even graduated the advanced diploma I ran this event at CIT, which is our TAFE, and had like one of these big heads – of government in communications. Well, remember, I was working, we were working at NCC, yeah. so we gave you some great sponsorship oh, yeah. at the convention center. All of these cool things that I like that were yeah. part of this tape course, like getting sponsorship and getting this and that, and all of this. And then that's where I met my future boss, and I'll, I just pitched myself. I remember I emailed her the next day, and I was like, hey, I'm looking for a part time job. Because <laughs> she said to me, if you ever want a job, let me know, like, you handled this really well. And so the next day I'm like, hey, yesterday you said this. Oh, I, <laughs> I do. not <don't> down <laughs> no, I mean, this is, I, and this is the thing where I know, for some reason, me and you, we just were like, We want it, we're going to go get it. Like, okay, I want this job, I'm going to go get it. Mm. And that was what happened to me too at the convention centre. Okay, I'm going to work as a food and beverage uh, attendant with the goal to get in the office. Mm -hmm. I'm studying events, they run events, I'm going to work in the events office. Mm. Then two jobs came up. I didn't get the first one but I got the second one in the events assistant role. It's like it kind of just fell into place for us but it's because we also knew that – the steps to get and there. And you had to put yourself in the right place. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so there we were. You were NCC Convention Centre. I was in the government. Then you pivoted and moved to the government. And I think this is a big thing because you in that job were quite – you were happy. You were having fun. You liked it. <laughs> yeah, but also – Except for the incident. The incident. That happened. I don't know if I've ever talked about it on the that podcast. That was terrible. Oh, my God. You guys, it was a bad incident. Uh, so we've – the National Convention Center. It was run by the IHG group, so mm. you got great accommodation deals, staff accommodation deals all over the world. Yeah, we did Europe. This is how we. Af- this is how we could afford to stay in five star hotels across mm-hmm. Europe when we were when I was twenty one and you were twenty three. Amazing, but also pri- just prior to that, my gosh, like this was a big trauma in my life. This incident. It must have been after. No, it was before. What? Yeah, oh. I know. It was so that's I felt awkward for many days, okay. months. Uh so we stayed in hotels, New Year's, Sydney, and for some reason all the rooms were under my name, and we brought a friend who also worked at the convention center, and her boyfriend and his friends completely trashed the rooms. I got really drunk. I ended up in a hospital. Uh it could have been really bad. Mm. I remember like I was totally out of it. I remember passing out, waking up in Sydney train station in a cab, uh, all of a sudden outside the hotel, then next minute in an ambulance. And this is the dangers of alcohol. And you know, now I'm grateful for it because it completely created a pivot yeah. in both of our lives. It was a huge pivot. I stopped drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. I realized what am I doing to myself? What am I doing to my life? Mm, my parents, my poor parents. Yeah. And then, and I. Like witnessed it all, oh, God. and I remember being so worried. Like I, I thought you were going to die. I-, I was, and I was so ashamed. I've never felt so much shame in my life mm. to walk into that office. And you know, I was, I was a great staff member, and then I had to have meetings with the GM. I had mm. to meetings with Cindy, uh, and it was kind of like, you know, Emma, you were like like someone to be watched in this workplace. And that's what they said to me. We were watching you. Like we wanted to like nurture you yeah. to rise. And it was heartbreaking for me and I was so ashamed of myself. I was so embarrassed. Uh I and was sad. Angry. I was angry. I was depressed. I f- just wanted to curl up into a little ball and hide. And really if, if I really like I wanted to quit right then yeah. and there but do you know what kept me going was because we had booked all the Europe trip so but it, I'm so glad I stayed because I was able to not I don't redeem myself I don't know if that's the right word but I was able to you know like feel good about myself yeah. again feel good about myself in that workplace I made up for my mistakes and it I mean it taught me about forgiveness forgive yourself yeah. And others forgive you too. You know, yeah. it, it wasn't the end of the world. No. Yeah, I stuffed up. I made a huge mistake. Yeah. And, like, then it did feel like the end of the world. But when you can look back, like, yeah. it wasn't. And, like, they wouldn't have thought that either. You just it thought was, they thought that. And it was that. very embarrassing, very shameful, but also it could have been so much worse. Yeah, exactly. Like like glad that it was only that Yeah, and it wasn't and, anything else. And then, of course, when we go through these hardships, we can learn the lessons. All right, uh, maybe binge drinking is really bad and maybe binge drinking, we need to stop binge drinking, full yes. stop. And this is why, I mean, Australian culture and I think English and probably American too, there's such a massive thing about binge drinking with young people and it can be dangerous it It is it is dangerous i mean it's all fun and games until someone gets hurt yeah so this incident although awful helped you make the decision more easily to leave that job and come join me in the government (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Then I realized, okay, so you get extra money working in the government, but I hate and you do it. less work. <laughs> but it was boring and it was toxic. So I actually loved my other job so much more. Mm. But I'm grateful to make the change because it put me in a place where I didn't enjoy my every day. Yeah. And we would work together in the same office, and that was the coolest thing that we got to drive to work yeah. together. That we got to hang out at lunch. Uh, <laughs> that was cool. That was the best thing about it. We went on our lunch break together, walked we around Tuggeranong shops. <laughs> but the, as this is another example of, like, knowing what you don't want. Yeah, because, because it was literally... And when you see the other people who've worked there for years and years and years, like they've been in this job for maybe 50 years. And we're not talking about the happy people. We're talking the about sad. the unhappy people. And that's we were Angry. unhappy. Yeah. There's people who I love those jobs. Good. Yeah, stay. Keep doing it. We need government workers, obviously. If you don't love your job, if you don't enjoy your days, which we didn't, then that's when it's like, okay, I've got to take this as a sign. I have to make a change. And during that time... We created the blog and we made a big pivot. (laughs) And actually like how amazing just last week we had our eighth year in business. And that's so cool. I have to tell you something. I had this memory come up. (gasps) Oh, it was like it was the post that we had written on Mary Maker Sisters about quitting, yeah. and I don't know why I shared it like on this day. Oh, it must be because of our of our birthday. Oh. But I was resharing all of these posts on Mary Maker Sisters, and it was like all this kind of like profound, like oh yeah, we're following our bliss, blah blah blah. We had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> like we didn't have a plan. We didn't have any like really that much savings. I think we had like maybe seven thousand dollars savings to keep us going. I was like, you are so funny, past Carla, for writing this essay about quitting your job, <laughs> like, <laughs> trying to inspire other people to quit their <laughs> job. I think our biggest superpower back then and maybe yours right now is naivety and this is what the danger of overthinking does. True. It It, it minimises the – it keeps your heart sound smaller. It, I mean it quietens the heart voice. When you overthink it – If we thought really deeply about starting this business before quitting the job, we would have never quit. So sometimes it's best not to think too much. I reckon the amount of thinking I did was like, wouldn't it be fun? (laughs) (laughs) We could just stay home and work all day together. Wouldn't it be great? Imagine. They're the kinds of thoughts that I would have. It was never like, this is not going to work. We're going to fail. What if this happens? What if that happens? It was always like... Just pure excitement. That's all I felt. Yeah, now I think back and I'm like, seriously, guys. Oh, me girls? too. I'm like, crazy. you're crazy. You're crazy, girls. But, but you know what? I was 23, you were 25. What do we have to lose, really? Yeah, it's true. Like, bloody hell. Like, you've got to like, try. I do this at any age. Because you only have one life. That's true. So this is, yeah, sometimes we use age as an excuse for Mm. our pivot. It's like I'm too old, I'm too young, I need to to get some foundations before I do that, I need to save some money Mm. in the bank. All that is just excuses really. And, yeah, they could be really great ideas. Yeah, of course, it's always better to have heaps of savings. But also your life now is actually more important than your future life. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, a financial advisor is not going to give you this advice. Go listen to them, but also listen to this as well because your life is more important now. Yeah, And if we do choose to create more happiness now, if we figure out what can bring us bliss and also create an income from it, if that's what you're choosing to do, that's what we're talking about right now, your future self is going to be very, very grateful. Yeah, And, and I'm sure be very, very bad. abundant as well. You took the risk. Because the greater risk is not taking the risk. <laughs> well, in the end, it's like, okay, retirement and financial stuff is really important, but like it's not as important as your happiness. And it also, really isn't. And like, what makes 60 plus more important than 20 plus in your age? Like, why do we, why is it so thought of? Let me get myself set up for when I'm going to stop working. Like, I just make I zero. D- it doesn't sense. make sense. What about the journey? What about from 20 to 60? Well, especially when, you know, when you truly think about it, you might not even reach exactly. 60 plus. Like there's a high like there's a percent, whatever, of people who die before they're 60. Exactly. Stuff happens. So this is why we shouldn't put off our dreams. We shouldn't put off our our true, true desires because tomorrow is not guaranteed. Mm, so true. So why are we putting it off? What are we waiting for? So true. And then of course before all of that. I missed the pivot of both of our traumatic first breakups. Oh, my. Which were awful. Yeah, they're really big pivots in your life, right? Like, you, I'm sure you can all relate to a big breakup. Like, like my break. first breakup, like, I remember like I wrote a letter because I didn't know how to say it and I read it out loud and I was so heartbroken for, like, six, it must have been six months, maybe three, because I'm trying to work out the timing because then you broke up with your boyfriend, I was still sad about my ex-boyfriend and in that moment I was like, all right, Carla, you better get over it now. You've got to be the sister, <laughs> the yeah. support. it's so crazy. Breakups are such a, I mean, relationships are so important mm. in life and, yeah, the ending of a relationship is really difficult but I have, you know, you we need to realise that an ending is also a new beginning. Oh, yeah. So this is where, you know, okay, right now I can say that, but during a breakup it's like, shut up, I don't want to hear about the new beginning. I'm just very depressed about this Yeah, ending. you're like, I can't see any light here. But-, but it's really important to remember that. And I actually... like death life. Yeah, I just was reading that chapter last night in Women Who Run With The Wolves. I love that chapter Me so too. much. Skeleton Woman. And in The Great Beauty, there's a similar line in this movie, guys, which you, I just watched because Emma couldn't stop talking about it for no joke, two weeks. Can you all go and watch it and tell me that you watched it? It's on SBS Demand. Which if you're is, in Australia. If you're in Australia, which is good because it's free to watch. Yes. I love that. Oh, I, love, I it. like SBS Demand. You know, we watch so much SBS Demand because, of, of course, there's a lot of international yeah. movies. So all the Italian movies are on there. It's very exciting. Anyway, this movie, he talks about that. He talks about death. Death will will come, but before death there was always life. And it's like, oh. And that's like, you know, every ending. Yeah. that Before that there was life. There was more. Well, and in the book she talks about life and death and life and death circles within the same relationship. Yeah. You know, when you're in a relationship, there's different periods. It's like, yeah, there's the when you first meet period. Mm. Then you the the death of that period. It's kind of sad. Yeah. But then there's a new period. You're like, hang on, why are we just why are we just watching Netflix every <laughs> day? Why are we not trying to woo each other? Oh wait, this is actually a really nice part as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but oh this movie though, The Great Beauty Paolo Saran- Sorrentino is the director. It won an Academy Award for Best International Feature Film, I think, in 2014. So definitely hire it's it, beautiful. watch it. Maybe you've already seen it. But this movie literally, like, shifted me. It blew up and opened my heart in magical ways. It's I think it's my favourite movie, full stop now. It's my favourite movie. I literally, like, afterwards I just cried. Well, you, me, Carla, me and you, I can't even talk about it. Carla was telling me about the movie, then I was talking about it, then we're in the car, like, full-on blubbering, No, because crying. then I, was, I said, let me put the song on, my favourite song oh from the movie. God. I put it on, I'm going to put it in a yoga class. And then we're just like, ah, crying. It's like the kind of, like, this similar amount of tears I had when I watched The Notebook, but so much deeper. It was like <laughs> so much more deeper feelings. Because it was... So much truth in this movie and it makes you hyper aware of all the materialism, all the surface level stuff that sucks up all your energy and takes away from what is truly important. I think because it was so real, that's why it's so beautiful. Like it, it was a lot of just showing that, as you said, the truth of life, yeah, and that's why it was beautiful, but that's not what we're talking about the goal but, go and but watch it, it is because it's all connected to your heart and oh this my. if we if we watch stuff like this, we get more connected oh. to our heart. it opens our hearts, it gets our hearts into our minds it allows us to follow our dreams and follow where we should be going by the heart mm. not by the overthinking mind so true, so true. but yes, please watch it. So let's fast forward. We started the business. If you guys didn't know, when we first started the business, there was a lot of paleo recipes. That's what what a lot of our blogging was about. And there was one time when we pivoted when we're like, we're not doing paleo anymore. Remember? Yeah, and it got a lot of attention, (laughs) a lot of traction. And, I mean, this is, again, what happens when you pivot, when you follow your heart. Like you get on this flow, and I really truly believe that. And that happened again when we switched to yoga and Pilates. Like we went from recipes to yoga and Pilates. I feel like that was a big pivot. Yeah, because well, you know we'd spent four years I'm trying to do the math of building a business based around like food mm-hmm. and mindset. We talked with we, we, that's always been a thing. Love always talking about the mind and our thoughts and. We realized we just didn't like that anymore. We were not enjoying making recipes. There was no spark, no joy. Yeah, but because the recipes and the business was such a big part of our identity, and this is like a good lesson: like don't get, don't allow your work to be such yeah. a big part of your identity. H- easier said than done, hundred <laughs> percent. Especially when you're doing your own thing. Yeah, and you're putting, you are part of the business. Like you are a brand or a face of your business. Um. Uh, but, yeah, it was really difficult and it almost felt impossible, actually. It almost felt like we're in this box, we cannot get out. That's how I felt really stuck. I was like, wow, we built these this fence. Yeah, like we, like created, we created this. We created this. We boxed ourselves in. So it was scary to just be like, we're not going to do that anymore. And we, that's what we did. And sometimes, again, you just have to stop and create space for the new thing to come in and we didn't we didn't really know what we wanted to do next we just knew we didn't want to do that i didn't want to do another food challenge please my god so we allowed the space <laughs> we allowed the space and then the new idea came in we spent many days at the beach we uh, were living very frugally lots of coffees though yeah, well, we we had a big budget for coffees <laughs> and not much else. Uh, many moments of talking and contemplating, and just butchers de- papering, delving deep and surrendering, asking advice from whoever is listening, jumping under the waves, we surrender, yelling <laughs> under the ocean, That's screaming under the ocean. Remember, That's a fun thing to do if and you've never done that. And then you know it all just began to fall into place and we started Body and it, again people were interested and even so we look back at these classes and we're like oh, bloody hell like the sound is not so good and the filming wow the filming has improved so much in the 3 years I just like, years. I like the fact that we wore tops that said Marybody <laughs> <laughs> It's quite hilarious it's really now cute. Like, I'm like, oh, Pastor Markali, you're so adorable. And I, I laugh at that. But I guess, you know, <laughs> we were trying to establish a new brand. Yeah. And that was how we thought we would do it. Now we've come to realize we just need to be ourselves and that is very Like which is I very I still exciting. like the tops, though. Oh, I love wearing my top everywhere. Yeah, does anyone want a top? We should get some printed, I think. Um, She's not in the film. <laughs> God, actually hilarious. Oh, And, you know, again, sometimes you need to pivot and you just need to jump in. Mm. You don't need to have the plan. You don't need to have this, like, perfect uh, business plan or idea of the how. Sometimes it's like, okay, I want to do this. The how will just work out. Show me a business plan and tell me. If that's how it panned out. Well, it was funny. Like I was having a conversation with actually an artist who uh, was talking about making a business and she's doing this course and she said, you know, I have to do a business plan. And I was like, you don't really have to do that. Like she was stressed about the business plan. And I hate that sometimes people are more stressed about that than, you know, what is truly important. Okay, like have a plan, but you can literally do that on an A4 piece of paper. Jot down some ideas, take a step. My biggest tip in business is take action. I just don't even understand why you need a business plan. Unless you're trying to get a loan or investing. Yeah, and exactly. Obviously you need like a, a great business plan for that. And usually when you have that, you make that after the business is already made. Yeah, like you need yes, to establish it. Yeah, you've already done something. it and now you're like, okay, now we need to show the plan of how we did this or how we're going to build it even bigger. Do you think sometimes it's kind of an excuse? I'm nodding my head. Yeah, like it, it's <laughs> like, okay, I can't start until, until I, have I have a plan. business plan, because until I have a marketing plan. Let me plan. tell you, whenever we've made a plan, which is very rare, a b- <laughs> have we ever? I'm actually trying to think. I don't think we've ever made a business plan. To the the extent of our business plan is a to-do list. They're quite handy. To-do I mean, lists are great when you have like everything running around in your mind and you just need to get it on paper. Post-its are another great thing. Do your business plan on post-its. Go for it. But you don't need a document where you're just going to spend time Planning it out. I mean, yes, if it's going to help you build out the idea, if it's just like for brainstorming and coming up Mm. with ideas and what you want to do, definitely, of course. But you actually don't need to have a concrete plan because it's never going to be that well it never ever will stick to the plan and sometimes when we're so rigid with these plans we miss the magic completely Mm. and really is it following the heart it's actually putting so much thought and so much mind in it that sometimes it'll deter the intuition it'll take away from the heart it'll take away from what is right in front of you because you've been told you need to do it this way Even when we've like attempted to do plans for like, okay, what's our new social media strategy or like how many times should we post a week or like what, what about a podcast? Like what about podcasting? What theme should we talk about? We never stick to it. Like we come up with these ideas and you know what they are good for these conversations to get you excited. Yes, like, true. it really does get us like motivated when we talk about it like this. But anytime we write it down, it never sticks. Stays that way. God no. Yeah. So if it's that's something like you're stuck on, mm. like chuck out the business plan and just take a step, take an action, set up yeah. the website, do whatever you need to do, publish something, get yourself out there, talk to the right people. Go to the networking events, online, in real life, whatever it might be. Just like start, just begin and you'll figure it out. And I think that's another thing that stops people though, like the website building and the social media. Like they think I've got to do everything. I've got to get everything done and complete and looking schmick. No, you don't. Well, it's like that saying done is better than perfect and perfect is not even real. Yeah. So just put yourself out there, begin. Yes, I love it. So they're probably, I mean, and then I feel like we're always having, like even there's just small pivots, you know, like actually a big pivot probably, our latest pivot is the realisation that of how strongly we feel about not, uh, what is the word? Wait, oh, not contributing to any form of diet culture. And I think that this is a really big, stance for a fitness program a fitness platform to make yeah because if you were to look at any other fitness platform the main way of getting their message out there the main way of standing out of of becoming whatever kind of viral thing you want to be is usually to do with a external body transformation yeah well it's the easiest way to market a fitness program or a diet uh And, again, diets are part of the whole diet culture uh, causing many problems around the world. This is a big thing for us because it's also obviously we've been contributing to diet culture for a long time and, okay, no ill intention, only good intention. We didn't know better. We didn't realise. And... We fully believed in these diets. Mm. Like everything we've put out there has been done from a a good place and now upon reflection is when we can be like, hey, actually it doesn't need to be this way. Actually, like it was society, it was diet culture itself that led us to believe we had to be on a diet. And then it took, you know, a lot of self-work for ourselves, Mm. a lot of uh, feeling... uh, enough is enough of feeling guilty. Enough is enough of feeling bad about eating this cheese when we love cheese. Enough is enough about saying no to the pizza date. You know, like I remember when Damiano took me to pizza and I was, like, so nervous about that date because I was like, how am I, like, I can't eat pizza. Why am I dating an Italian? And then I ate the pizza. Was it delicious? It was so good. And I was like, oh. Actually I can eat this. It was only like these rules that I made up for yeah. myself. And you know, all that anxiety I felt though was unnecessary. Mm. And this is what we realized, wasn't it? It's was a huge shift. Yeah, we realized We realized that was the thing. Yeah. Right? Full stop. Full stop. We and the fact that I think we we could be honest as well with ourselves that we had contributed to it in the past was a big thing as well. Yeah, true. Because back then I would have thought like, no, I'm doing good. Like I'm spreading a great message. And I was like, yeah, you guys shouldn't eat this stuff. Yeah, like, God, like didn't you know? Blah, blah, blah. And realising that and being honest was a big step and can be a scary thing as well, but it's also really empowering and to be to create new lines that you're not going to cross anymore. Yeah, and to, uh, I guess... You know, I think it's a true sign of uh, our empathy mm. and our understanding of the world and people as a collective, not just from our personal yes. own existence. And I, I think, you know, the last two years that's been our path really to begin seeing like we always, I think we always had a level of empathy and understanding, but I think in the last couple of years it's when we've really begun to dig deeper and mm. realise, hang on a minute, like wow. Like people who lead these lives are impacted so very greatly, and you know what we put out there is important because we don't really want to be part of the the negative stuff. We don't really want to be yeah. damaging, like adding more to this diet culture. Yeah, I think we realize that yet yeah, we have a voice yes. and a responsibility. Yeah, like and we don't take that lightly. And I think sometimes, especially on social media some people do take it lightly and some people don't realise the influence that they can have or do have. Yeah. And that can be really dangerous. And I think it comes from a place of self-absorption. Self-absor- mm. You're so focused on self that you don't realise the impact that it could yeah. have. And that's why being more open, questioning your own beliefs. I mm. mean I just read something about questioning your own beliefs And, you know, this is really important. Like sometimes it's like just wipe all your beliefs clean. Like start again. Like start afresh. Why do you believe what you believe? Yeah, It's like question everything Mm -hmm. and then dig deep, listen to your heart and find new beliefs. Mm. So that's our latest pivot. (laughs) It's pretty big, isn't it? It's a big one. And you know what? The thing that pivots can often do is help you become even clearer on what you want to do. Yeah, like it's not even it's not that we pivoted our business or we pivoted what we were making or the product or our what we were trying to. You know, well, we didn't pivot the videos we were we were creating. Mm. They're the same thing, but we pivoted how we want to use what we're creating to change the world. And change our members' world. Yeah. And I think it's really, again, sometimes you can be in positions where you feel like you can't change mm. because, I don't know, maybe people, maybe you're in clubs or you're in groups or maybe it's like your politics, maybe it's your your idea on politics even. Sometimes you might change that. Yeah. And it's like sometimes you feel like you can't because you're so involved maybe and you, you're you fearful of what others may yeah. say. You're fearful that you'll have no friends after this this pivot. But it's really important. And, again, it's living in alignment. It's living with truth. It's living connected to our hearts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes you just have to do it, put it out there and see who stays by your side. Yeah. And maybe it's okay that you lose some friends. Mm because maybe they're not actually true friends if you're if they don't allow you to live your truth. Mm, if they don't allow you to grow. Cuz yeah. that's really what a pivot is. Yeah, it's growth. It's isn't growth. It? it definitely is. So I guess is there any last like tips and advice we can tell or like share not from our stories, mm. just like from general advice and like I don't know any last. I just think that the the overall message is Like don't let fear get in the way. Yeah. Like don't let your mind get in the way because that's all fear is. It's the mind telling you things that haven't happened yet or that might happen or how everything is going to go wrong. That's what we have to try and not listen to. Yeah, and I think a lot of that fear can be the judgments that we feel that will come from others Mm -hmm. and maybe the lack of support I think a big one. It's like sometimes you you might want support from some people but maybe they can't offer you that support. But know that there can be support in other yeah. ways. Sometimes it might be like maybe your partner doesn't fully understand or maybe your best friends don't fully understand this change in your career or this change in your relationship or whatever it may be maybe someone doesn't get it and then they don't show the support and you really feel like you need this support mm. but know that just because they don't offer it you can seek it elsewhere yeah and i mean that's why we're so lucky that we've had each other yes like yeah we, we wouldn't have had that support we get by to anyone pivot else together never pivot away from me <laughs> <laughs> Never, Never. <laughs> oh my! Yeah, I don't have anything else to add. <laughs> yeah, I think that was perfect. Like tune into the heart. Don't let the fears be louder than mm. the voice of the heart. And that big one, Liz Gilbert. Like sometimes it's not what you do want, but it's knowing what you don't want. Yeah, and I think that that can really help us. So true. They're they're both. As important as each other. If you figured out what you do want, go for it. If you figured out what you don't want, walk away from it. Yeah. And then it's just remembering that we have this one opportunity, Mm. this one gift of life. Yeah. And we can choose, we can uh, decide, you know, the direction we can lead it. I mean, we don't know for sure, but we can make decisions now to impact Mm. the direction of our lives. And the, I think the last thing. Which is a big, be- like a big mindset and a big belief, is everything that has happened prior to this moment was just leading you to exactly where you're meant to be. So never let the time spent on something else stop you from pivoting to something no. new. Seriously, because we can really f- hold on to that and get stuck, yeah. and we can just never let go. Of what we think we should be doing. And it's never too late to begin something Mm. new. Never too late to start again. So true. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Okay, if you've got comments, questions, feedback, let us know. Otherwise, we would love you to leave a review on your podcast app. They really help us get found in the podcast apps. (laughs) So, And we also love reading them. That's one thing we like to do. Yeah, so open up the app, the Apple or the... How do you write reviews on the other apps? I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm an Apple snob, so sorry about that. <laughs> but you, can't, you can't write reviews on Spotify, but no. we are on Spotify. But if you do have an Apple phone, open up the Apple Podcast app. Yes. Write a review. Press five stars. <laughs> we love you. Okay, bye.